the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time for the only radio show of its kind. Auctioneers of antiques. Collectors of cool. Veterans of vintage. It's the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. For the next hour, enjoy great information about buying and selling antiques and collectibles. And some interesting stories. Now... The Donnelly Auctions Hour. Welcome to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. Thank you for joining us. We are here every Saturday at 1 o'clock. And boy, do we have some interesting stories for you today. Hi, I'm Susan. I'm here with Randy Donnelly and Mike Donnelly today. We are the owners of Donnelly Auctions in Union, Illinois. And we're just 60 miles west of Chicago. Let's talk about auction items. As a matter of fact, we have an auction going on today. Yes, we do. Uh, but, you know, before we even talk about that, I want to mention uh, last week a little bit. Can we do that? Oh, let's start with last week. Go ahead. Uh, last week, uh, folks, we did have our, our uh, first live show, actually. And uh, and today, unfortunately, we are not live, so you can't do a call-in. But we had a call-in at our last show, and boy, that was a, a lot of fun. That was interesting, We're going to yeah. certainly do that again. But today, we're, uh, we're tied up uh, here at uh, Donnelly Auctions because we do have an auction going on, so we can't do our show live at the same time, unfortunately, today. That's right. The auction started at 10 o'clock this morning, uh, but some of the highlight key pieces are still available for viewing and to bid online. If anybody's interested in cars and trucks and high-end coin-op antique music items. Motorcycles. Oh, my gosh. There's such great stuff, and it'll probably be coming up around 1, 2, 3 o'clock. Some of those the, right. The I think everything's after about. one, so we're starting now at one o'clock uh, right. here with the radio show, and um, and of course later in the day, a lot of great uh, uh, coin op. Good coin-op machines, uh, some really unusual pieces, unlike stuff that you uh, you normally see at uh Well, one of my favorite show. pieces coming up today is the Dunbar Twin Popper Peanut Trailer, and it's a very valuable item. We have several popcorn machines in the auction, so I thought, hey, let's talk about popcorn today. Good. And let's do that uh, kind of in our next segment, though, um, because uh, we've got Mike here, and... Uh, Let's, uh, Mike, uh, let's talk about what, what you've got as far as a, a favorite item in today's auction. Uh, in t- oh, my favorite in today's auction? Oh, man, there is so much here. It's unbelievable. Uh, I know the answer to that love- one, Mike. The apothecary mortar and pestle display with the eagle on the top. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because of uh, that's a very early trade sign. I mean, back back in the, you know, uh, the early to mid-1800s, the majority of the uh, population in the United States was illiterate. I mean, they could not read or write. So if they were going to a store, they could not sign on the front of the store. So that's where 
trade signs came in where if a dentist would have a big tooth hanging out there or an optician would have a pair of eyeglasses. Somebody would see that, they know what that store was and where they were going. Well, what we have here is a big apothecary uh, from a drugstore, a, a, a mortar and pestle apothecary sign with a big eagle on top of it. Now, this would have hung on or, or stood in front of a, a, a drugstore so people would know that's where I can go have my prescription filled or, or if I need a tooth medicine or something like that, they would go in there. So, so early trade signs are very collectible. So really, is that how barber poles came into existence? So people uh, who, like you say, couldn't read uh, understood that was uh, a barber shop. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and that's still with us today. The barber, I mean, you see the barber pole, you don't have to even see or know that it's a barber shop. You or, or a signer, you know that's a barber shop, and that's what these trade signs told people. And so, even the wooden cigar store figures, which were very often Native Americans or baseball players or any number of things, those those uh, figures holding cigars out in front of a store obviously meant tobacco shop. Correct. Yeah. If you if you look at old photographs of streets from, you know, uh, the, the early and the mid 1800s and look at the photographs, you'll see these signs hanging in front of these uh, uh, shops. So, well, that particular one, Mike, is 32 inches tall, just to give everybody an idea because they can't really visualize it. And it's made of zinc, right? Uh, made of zinc, yes, and, and uh, cast iron eagle on top. I mean, with a gold a gold leaf finish on it, absolutely outstanding. That's lot ten sixty two. It's actually one of the uh, was one of the uh, going to be one of the first items in the auction here within the first hour. Gotcha. But uh, really cool. I mean, if nothing else, go up and and look online because you never know when you're going to find one in a garage sitting somewhere. So, well, that's what we always try to to emphasize on this show is uh, you know the purpose of our show being uh, help people uh, not only liquidate their their items but find out what some of this stuff is worth because we're constantly being told by by people who bring stuff in to us oh i found this at a garage sale oh my god i just got this you know for ten dollars twenty dollars and when when we see these what i'm going to refer to as pickers um who pick all this stuff up at garage sales and estate sales and everything bringing it to us selling it for high value um i just always feel bad for the people that sold it at their at their garage sales. I know. And, you know, that brings me to an item that came in this week to Mike Donnelly's desk. And I heard you guys grumbling about it. Oh, I don't know why we take this kind of stuff. And then Mike did his homework and found a fascinating story about this particular item. And, Mike, I'll let you take it from here, but I wanted you to share that story with us today. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. It, it, in a box, like like we're saying, we're looking at it, saying, well, why would we want these in our auction? Well, it's a, a it was a pair of inline skates, but they were very early. You could tell they were very early made, and uh, not not like the rollerblades of today, but very similar. And on the bottom was stamped Chicago Skate Company. So I get online, do a little research, and sure enough, in 1966, uh, Chicago Skate Company, which was here in Chicago, obviously, they were the largest skate manufacturer, roller skate manufacturer in the world, actually, they developed and patented the inline skate in 1966. The public didn't go for it, so they shelled it real quick, and within a year, they discontinued it. Well, fast forward to 19, uh, I think about 1980, and uh, a, a guy up in, uh, a 17-year-old kid, actually, up in Minnesota, uh, was working on a pair of uh, uh, skates so, uh, so he could play hockey in the summertime, and developed his own set of uh, inline skates, went up online, saw there was a patent on him already, so he hitchhikes down from uh, Minneapolis uh, down to Chicago Skate and 
makes a deal and buys their patent from them for little or no money. Scott Olson was his name, and uh, we know the rest is history. He named his new invention or his new product Rollerblades. It took uh, the country by storm, uh, grew into a, a half a billion dollar a year industry, and within a couple of years, uh, Chicago Roller Skate was bankrupt. They missed their opportunity. Wow. wow. I you love know, that story. Yeah. And, so we got a pair here like in mint condition because they, they, they were that. probably never used some new old stock items. So we've got the original 1960s version of uh, a rollerblade that yeah. uh, is so popular. You know, you know uh, and, and and that's half the fun of, of of what we do here is investigating company histories and such like that. Because of you know, uh, aside from the fact from the artifact of what it is, it tells the story of of, of this country. You know, the manufacturing and how things evolved. You know, uh, Mike, it, it it is so funny because um, even myself, I'm always uh, saying to people, hey, don't sell this, you know, without knowing, you know, at your garage sales, $5, $10. Because even when I looked at those skates, I thought, oh, piece of junk here. Why, why are these here at, at this auction hall? And then you do the research. But it was a similar situation when you came by to my desk with that uh, license plate in your hand, you know, telling me, oh, man, I got something really good here, you know, and I'm looking at this license plate thinking, this is a piece of junk. If if I would have been a King County flea market um, and saw that license plate for $100 on somebody's table, I would have been, you know, just walking right past it, and you do the research and sell this license plate for $30,000. I keep bringing that up because, I mean, that's what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why we have... So many experts on our staff who can tell us these things because not everybody knows the value of the item. So we find out for you. Again, you can check our website at DonleyAuctions.com. I suggest you go to our website and look at our auctions if you want to see the prices of some of the items that are going today. That'll give you an idea of the value. Well, and you know, uh, folks, when you go to our website right now, if you look at, uh, again, today's auction and see the type of items we have, these are all items that you're calling in with. I mean, look at look at what we have for sale, and we're getting this merchandise from you, our, our listeners. And this is out there. This is available, and we need more of the type of things we're selling today. You know, we we need pinball machines. We need slot machines. We need uh, arcade games. I mean, there's oh just so goodness. many great things because April is our annual spring classic which is a three- or four-day auction. We do the best of the best at that time. So now is the perfect time to consign any of those high-end items for our April Spring Classic. Folks, give us a call at 815-923-7000 or email us at consign, C-O-N-S-I-G-N, at DonleyAuctions.com. You know, Susan, this uh, uh, this is one of the very few auctions so far, uh, our April auction, that we do not have a bar and a back bar, oh, a big yes. commercial bar. So, folks, anybody out there with an old saloon bar that's maybe still in a building that you have or in storage somewhere, we do need a big old Brunswick uh, bar and back bar for our April auction. That's right. Give us right a call. Again, the, the number is 815-923-7000. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Love the story about the skates. And... Check our website at DonleyAuctions.com. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to talk about popcorn today. It's one of my favorite snacks. <laughs> I know I'm you wanted to, get to start you with that, but later, we'll, we'll get sure. there. Okay. I know. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to the Donley Auctions Hour right here on AM560, The Answer. 
They've been called auctioneers of antiques, collectors of cool, even veterans of vintage. And they can introduce themselves. Thanks for listening. This is the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. I'm Susan, co-owner of Donnelly Auctions in Union, Illinois, here with Randy Donnelly. We were just talking about missed opportunities and the Chicago Skate Company, how they missed an opportunity to... Uh, produce inline skates and some well, 17 year old you know what though they took and ran with it they did uh, here's the whole thing they did uh, uh, try it and so it's not really a missed opportunity for them if the timing just wasn't right you know sometimes yeah, right. different inventions you know work better at uh, different times in history and they you know in the 1960s they just weren't ready for that inline skate or as you say missed opportunity maybe didn't promote it right but I don't uh, know I just remember roller skating you know in the 70s and 80s it was all starting to change right at that time so I don't yeah. know what a great story so again the purpose of bringing that up is that we don't want you to miss any opportunities by getting your valuable items into an auction set your goal for 2024 to downsize minimize clear out Call down the auction. You know, it, it is uh, put that us in your time. will. <laughs> well, you know, that's no joke, folks. Uh, Susan's laughing at that, but we're in many, many people's wills already. They, uh, we've worked with uh, uh, various uh, lawyers and estate planners and so on and so forth, where people at the time of their death have it already lined up that we will be doing the auctions for uh, very large collections that they have, be it uh, antique cars, motorcycles, arcade equipment, uh, military relics, gun auctions. I mean, it's just uh, uh, amazing how many people have already made that uh, decision. That's right. And I do want to touch base again real quick. We do have an auction going on today right now as we speak. And one of my favorite items, you know, Mike talked about apothecary display piece. I love that popcorn wagon. So I wanted to just bring up how how um, interesting like popcorn collecting is. Not it, just it really the wagons is, yeah. and the machines, but all of the supplies and everything that go with it. So we have what um, is called a Dunbar. Uh, what is that called, Randy? Oh, it's a Dunbar it's a popcorn, popcorn wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it's not a Creators one, but Creators started the the production of popcorn wagons popcorn in machines. 1885. Yeah. Well, I think 1883 uh, is probably when it was introduced at the World's Fair, was it not? No, that was in 1893. 1893. At the Columbian oh, Expo, yeah. Wow. I know, mm-hmm. right? So we have four or five of those um, popcorn machines, wagons, trailers in the auction today for anybody looking for some you know, big collector item like that in the popcorn industry. And, you know, that brings up a very interesting uh, point. Uh, The people very often say to me, hey, I don't want to wait for an auction. How can we liquidate this now? And, folks, we do buy all the time. For example, this popcorn uh, collection um, was actually a popcorn museum uh, out of state uh, that was closing. And we went in and and bought the whole collection, Mm -hmm. and we are now auctioning them off one piece at a time. But the gentleman uh, did not want to sell them piecemeal, and I don't blame him. It's a very uh, uh, lengthy process, a lot of work. So very often, we will go in and buy your whole collection also. But I I always will give you the, the pros and cons, and that is this. We're going to buy cheap enough for us to make a profit. Whereas we want you to be able to get 
more money out of it at auction, just like we would do. Uh, so it's Good it's point. a matter of timing. Right. And just a couple brand names to bring up with the popcorn items in the auction today are Dunbar, Kingery, Bartholomew, and Holcomb and Hoke. Holcomb and Oak, yeah. Those are some I great think they were out of Indiana, weren't they? But, you know, I want to uh, some little history on Creators. You know, Charles Creeter uh, started the company in Chicago, of course, in 1885. And he started out with peanut roasters. And he did not like the way that equipment was working. So he sold everything, moved to Chicago, and built a better one that was driven by steam. Wow. Yeah, isn't that great? And then he just decided to uh, show everybody his new invention in 1893 at the Columbian Expo with uh, making popcorn. But I have a little trivia question for you. Okay. You know, you've seen on the, the peanut roasters, the little clown that turns the tumbler. Yeah, sure. I've seen a right, hundred of them. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. Uh, he has a name. You know what his name is? <laughs> I clown? have no idea. The clown had a name. The clown had a name, yes. <laughs> it was their little gimmick to get people okay. interested to see what they were doing. His name was Toasty Roasty, for Toasty those of you Roasty. who wow. knew that so, answer. Good so job. So that's like a Ronald McDonald, uh, uh, you know, symbol. So they, they had yeah, a Toasty exactly. Roasty clown way back in 1893. Exactly. So then they continued on and figured out how to do high-volume machines, and that, that's when they got into theaters and parks, and, and the rest is history. Now they're doing nacho machines and pizza well, stands. Well, most of these um, uh, exhibitors were, were doing work at carnivals and fairs and, uh, and everything across the country, not only mm-hmm. selling this on street corners, but... Uh, Right. Uh, interesting thing, when, when we opened the Wild West Town years ago, back in the 70s, um, we started doing business with a gold medal out of uh, Chicago here. And they started in 1931 selling popcorn and, and all kinds of uh, accessories. And they would sell equipment and everything. But they, uh, they did the uh, uh, cotton candy and snow cones and, and everything. And, um, so they were, they were right in Chicago also. I, I think, um, uh, now they're like in, in Ohio. They're still in business, the Evans family. But, uh, uh, right here in Chicago also, very famous, the Garrett's popcorn. Oh, we love Garrett's popcorn. Isn't that uh, fabulous? Yeah. And, a lot uh, of great things came out of Chicago. Yeah. All, all these, all these family businesses that, that started and, and now are huge corporations. Well, with that in mind, too, I remember when I was a kid, probably junior high, high school, they came out with microwave popcorn. Do you remember when that hit the market? I don't. We were shocked and blown away. We didn't trust it at all. And my mom still made the popcorn in a big pan on the stove. We're not using that microwave popcorn. Wow. And uh, I remember when it came out, it was a huge, huge thing at yep, the time. Yep. Well, okay, that's because we're talking about this because we have popcorn machines for sale today, folks. Um, if you want to uh, invest in uh, a really nice antique popcorn machine, right. we have a load of them and at today's great auction. Great in uh, any type of man cave, any entertainment room, anything, a movie theater room. A lot of people have that nowadays. Oh, also, I read that Regal Theaters is now invented self serve popcorn machines. You can go up and get your own. Bag of popcorn. Well, actually, that's just, not that's just, not a new invention. We used to do that as on kids. Its own. I, yeah. I don't think you were supposed to. You don't want to be touching it, though. That's nothing. New. But let's switch gears real quick. Also, some valuable items that we love to have in auction are arcade games, pinball machines, slot machines, and in today's auction, there is a 1968 Sega Moto Polo game. 
that this is such a yeah, rare what do you know piece. About this? And this again it's came beautiful. out of the Barrington area, of course. Yeah. It has uh, been completely restored inside and out to museum quality perfection. Yeah, it, it's exceedingly rare, and there's a. Uh, uh, it's almost like a, like a hockey game, uh, you know, where you, you have players on both, both sides ends, of the right. board. Yeah. And uh, instead of pushing hockey players, you actually push a little uh, motorcycle oh, yeah. uh, back and forth. And that, uh, you know, hits a ping pong ball. You go back yep. and forth. Just an exceedingly rare game. It makes motorcycle sounds. It has volume control knobs. It's a, like a big hockey game kind of a thing. But, wow, what a great piece. It it has been uh, replated, includes two coins for the coin box. It's just a phenomenal vintage item for sure. And that's lot 2052 in today's auction. Well, and you know, uh, again, folks, all kinds of goodies in, in today's auction. One, one of the things that uh, we're going to be selling is a jukebox that uh, our our technician went over and had to rewire the entire jukebox, Susan. I know, I um, saw that. But in order to get our consigner the most money... That's what we so had we do. done uh, for them. The, the whole thing is being rewired. And uh, we pulled this out of a basement in the uh, south side of Chicago uh, just just months That's ago. It's a beauty. Yeah. And I understand that all the jukeboxes will be uh, turned on and playing at the auction, I hope. Yes, I'd love, they if you, will. So if you want to come out and preview any of that, Friday, that was yesterday, um, was the preview. But we'll also have, oh, free. Preview in the morning, which is already over because it's one yep, o'clock. Yep, okay, okay. But you know what? That's the, the problem with not doing a live show. But folks. if you come out anyway and you still want to look at those items, we will always let you preview what we have yep. on the floor. We've got a self-playing violin. We've got a self-playing banjo. We've got slot machines, antique cars, vintage signs. You name it. It's all being sold this Saturday today. Uh, yeah, and you know my favorite item is that 54 custom Chevy pickup truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, my And gosh. there's still time. As we speak on the show right now, there's still time to to bid on it. So get to DonleyAuctions.com. That's right. Go to the auction. Click on the button that says catalog. Peruse through there. You'll see where we're at. You'll even be able to see us on the stage. You'll be able to see our auctioneer. Um, if you're at home right now, get online. Check it out. Because you want to see what things are worth today as well. So that's the best way to do it. We have thousands of bidders online looking at the stuff. And we have David, uh, our military expert, coming up in our next segment. That's right. Don't go anywhere, folks. AM560, The Answer. You're listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. I'm Susan here with Randy Donnelly of Donnelly Auctions in Union, Illinois. We're just 60 miles west of Chicago, folks. We have an auction going on right now today. Hop in your car, head Straight out west on I-90. Come on out for some lunch. Well, yeah, because I, I think this auction is obviously going to go till 5.30, 6 o'clock At tonight. least. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a late one. So uh, take a look online, see if there's anything you're interested in, and get out there or bid online. Bid online. And if there's anything that's really of a high-quality, large-value item that you'd rather just be on the phone with me, I will take your phone bids no problem. So it's just like you're at the auction with us. So you can always call us at 815-923-7000. Get your phone and absentee bids in, uh, whatever's easiest for you, most convenient. But next, military and guns. We have an auction coming up in February, February 17th and 18th. Mark your calendar. We have David on the phone with us today to tell us a little bit about the military right. auction. Now, uh, uh, folks, uh, it, before uh, David even speaks to this, I do want to remind everybody, it's not too late 
to get your items into this auction. So if you have anything in military relics, we're going to kind of give you our wants list in a few minutes. Um, but uh, uh, don't hesitate to call us, but you got to call now. You know, you right. got to call fast. Did I say the number? I'll say it again. 815-923-7000. So, David, Hi, David. Uh, thanks for uh, being Hello. on with us today. Uh, let's sure. talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, military auction that we've got uh, February 17th and 18th. Now, that, when I say 17th and 18th, that's guns and military. So guns is the whole first day. That's Saturday. But let's talk a little bit about Sunday, uh, February 18th with our military. Sure. You know, I'm going to say that it really, it almost could be called the man cave auction because it's just a, a something for everybody. That, that if it's something for an advanced collector, but there's also things that if if you have an office and you want to really impress people, like you know, we have some uh, sextants, you know, nautical sextants and mm-hmm. compasses, and uh, you know, the, the, we have a, a a bunch of samurai swords that are not that expensive. They're still decent, you know. That if you want to just have a nice samurai sword, nice display pieces, like you say, oh, to yeah. hang on the wall. Well, the displays in the the, uh, plastic boxes with the ships and the subs and the tanks. Oh, yeah. What is all that? uh, Well, that was – I've done some homework on that and and talked to Consigner, and he was pretty humble about it. But he was – he's a master modeler, and these are not just like the the kind of kits that a kid gets. Uh, He's won awards. His models are in museums around the country, and uh, he has uh, these ones that are uh, made by some of the top – companies that, that produce model kits that are for professional modelers and uh, he has uh, submarines and surface ships and uh, German uh, uh, German artillery pieces and uh, American yeah, armored vehicles nice. and they're tastefully done under under plexi with uh, beautiful labels and uh, he's he is a uh, He's a master modeler. I, I was wow. really surprised uh, at, at the quality when I, I saw those coming in, and they're all in beautiful uh, plexiglass boxes and everything. But tell me about this uh, big uh, Japanese, uh, World War II Japanese collection. I was really surprised at the quality that I'm seeing in this auction of Japanese relics, because so often we're top-loaded with German World War II or American items, uh, but very rarely do we have this quantity of Japanese. Yes, this is a, um, a collector who got to a point when he decided that he was just going to slow down, and uh, and he and he would travel to Japan, and he would uh, he would find things around the United States, and this is just uh, you know some Japanese medals and decorations, beautiful ones, to Japanese uniforms, uh, Japanese uh, leather flight helmet like you'd see from Tora Tora Tora. Um, uh, and one thing that, that's just a standout is this: uh, we have a, a a jet fuel bottle that was used by the Japanese two experimental jet aircrafts, and this is a jet fuel bottle, and it's very cool. It's very rare, and we found out that the museum in Japan that has the only existing jet uh, fighter on display that they don't even have one of these bottles. Wow! So they may be our buyer. Um, uh, possibly. We're, we're going to be make sure we get in t- contact with them, yes. You know, and that's uh, another thing, ladies and gentlemen. Being um, in the auction business today is not 
like it was, like you might think of, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, uh, where people would just come in and you'd hope a lot of people showed up and everything. Today, you know, being online, we are all over the world. And I cannot tell you how much of this stuff goes overseas because our GIs during World War II, uh, you know, they picked up souvenirs, brought them home, and now uh, other countries are buying them here in the, you know, at our auctions in the United States and bringing them home for their own collections and museums back overseas. It's just uh, wild the way this stuff travels the, the countries and, and the world. So, you know, if I, if I may say so, the, the legwork that Donnelly Auction does, like, you know, you've, I've seen it, I've been part of it, uh, contacting museums, contacting historical societies, contacting uh, collector clubs to make sure they're aware of what we have for sale. And that is, in today's world, that is absolutely critical to get your word out that you've got great stuff and it isn't just a bunch of people that show up on one day and barely no one sees it. And you know what else? Don't forget that you guys are going to be at the show of shows in uh, Louisville in February, too. So if anybody's out that direction, stop by and see us, especially if you have anything to consign. David, don't leave us yet. I want to talk about the ordinance auction that's coming up in March. Can you stay with us? I sure can. Okay. Thank you, David. Again, give us a call at 815-923-7000. Do you have any military relics that you'd like to put in an auction? Give us a call and don't go anywhere. You're listening to us on AM560, The Answer. And now, more of the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. We are back with the Donnelly Auctions Hour. Thank you for sticking with us during that break. Again, I'm Susan. I'm co-owner of Donnelly Auctions here with my wonderful partner, Randy Donnelly. Hi, Randy. Hey, Susan. You know, I wanted to remind uh, everybody, too, uh, one of our, you know, David was just talking about how we sell internationally and and stuff goes all over the the world. You know, in one of our uh, last auctions, um, we actually ended up uh, selling a bust, uh, a bronze bust that had been taken off of a building in Nuremberg, and it went back to Munich uh, it was uh, sold to Munich, Germany, because, again, they wanted uh, these military relics back for their own museums. And it's, it's, it's funny, again, how stuff goes back and forth. But, um, David, uh, you're, you're here with us now. Um, we're going to be talking about the Geibel Ordnance Collection in a minute. But what are we looking for right now? Uh, if we were telling our, our uh, listeners out there, for any military relics that we want coming up for the uh, February auction. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always looking for flight jackets, World War II, uh, especially the painted flight jackets that pilots and crew wore uh, during World War II. Uh, but what are some of the other items that we should be looking for in people's homes right now? All right. So, you know, across the board, it's always the sword in the back of the closet. Now, ideally, when you ask me who, what are we looking for, we're looking for the, the person who might have 10 swords or 20 swords because we know how to handle collections. But, you know, uh, swords are something that a lot of people don't throw away and think they have value, and a lot of times they do. And I'd say also, you know, we talked about the, the Geibel Ordnance Collection, and just to break it down, you know, old artillery shells that sometimes ends up in the garage or, or someone turns it over and uses it as an ashtray, and sometimes those shells are worth hundreds of dollars. So, but uh, are the old uniforms in the back of the closet from somebody who had served, you know, in Vietnam or Korea or World War II, and of course the leather flight jackets, always very, very popular. But um, and medals, you know, a lot of people keep keepsakes, and all of a sudden they don't realize who that medal belonged to in the family, and why should they keep it? And they want to make sure it gets a good home, and you know, groupings. 
uh, you know, of like one man's items or one woman's items. And when I mentioned women, you know, female nurse st- uh, stuff, uniforms and hats of, from the early nurse corps of World War II, very, very, very uh, collectible. And, uh, you know, just the, the, you know the, the one commonality in everybody's house, the, the, someone served in the military and somebody played with toys. You know, <laughs> back in the day, uh, the Wild West town, when, uh, when it was open, we had a large military collection. And, uh, you know, my military collection on display there. One of my favorite exhibits was Women at War. Uh, over the years, living in Berwyn, I had met so many uh, ladies that had been in the military and still had their uniforms and everything. And I put together a really um, a impressive collection of all the various branches of, of uh, military from, from World War II. So I'm so glad you brought up uh, women's uniforms because that often goes so un- overlooked and, and people just don't realize uh, the value of, of some of the w- women's, uh, including the shoes, the purses, the hats, all the accessories that uh, were GI issued. And, um, uh, you know, people used this stuff after the war. Ladies used, they were well-made leather purses and shoes and everything. So they wore this stuff out in, in the 1940s and 50s. And a lot of times it, uh, it's pretty rare. Yes, yeah, that's in fact that's one of my specialties. Uh, one of my uh, side interests is uh, women, the women's experience in the service. Yep. Wow. Hey, uh, so. let's uh, let's get on to the Geibel collection. Uh, okay, coming up, uh, Geibel Ordnance Auction. We have over nine hundred items. Again, mark your calendars for Saturday, March sixteenth. Go to our website at donleyauctions dot com. And David is working very hard on this collection. How, huh, David? Yes, it's uh, it, it's it's. It's known to be like one of the top two or three, or maybe the number one collection uh, available. And uh, you know, uh, the the son and and the uh, wife of the collector, uh, you know, understood that uh, Donnelly Auctions could be the ones to take this specialized uh, collection and promote it and and sell it properly. And uh, it's it's everything you can imagine uh, from an advanced collector. His reference library is three to four hundred books. And some of them are fantastic. And he collected everything, things that go boom. So grenades and landmines and fuses and blasting machines like you see in old West movies where someone blows up the train. Uh, There's there's, uh, artillery shells and there are prototypes and there's rocket launchers, all of it legal, all of it uh, reviewed by the the federal government. Real quick, can we ship those items? Uh, yeah, we can ship them, okay. uh, but they have to be shipped to an American address uh, to one of the 50 states. Uh, because of the climate and some of the changing rules, yeah, we got it. We, we have to ship ground and we have to ship to uh, only to a U.S. address. Good to know. Well, you know, and I'm glad you brought up, uh, uh, you know, the the importance of who to sell this to. You know, we do have a, an FFL, you know, for guns and everything. But that's one thing that we will be able to help you with is making sure that what you have is legal. Uh, you know, sometimes GIs brought stuff home that, you know, isn't uh isn't 100% legal by today's standards, so it still has to be turned over to the proper authorities. We can help you do all that. Again, you know, with our FFL, we'll, we'll look at all this for you and, and make sure this is all done the right way. Speaking of which, we picked up over 100 guns right, this busy week. week alone. Right. Just this week. 100 firearms coming up in our February 17th auction. Again, not too 
late to consign firearms, ammunition, reloading gear, sportsmen, hunting, fishing, anything like that, give us a call at 815-923-7000, or you can email us at consign at donleyauctions.com. Send us some pictures, and I'll put you in touch with David or Neil or Randy or Mike, and we will give you next steps. Thank you, David, for joining the show. We'll see you back at the office. You're welcome. All right. We'll see you soon. All right, folks. Like I said, go to donleyauctions.com. All of our auctions are listed there. So you can just go in and look at a catalog if you want. We have at least one auction a month. I know. It's crazy. We want to do more. So get us your merchandise, folks. 815-923-7000. You're listening to the Donley Auctions Hour right here on AM560, The Answer. The Donnelly Auctions Hour continues now on AM560, The Answer. We are back with the Donnelly Auctions Hour talking about items you may have at home that might be of value and you might want to put in auction or sell the entire collection to us. But one thing David said in our last segment, he's our military expert. Um, He said, back in the day, you either were in the military or playing with toys. So I thought that'd be a good comment to make because we have a toy auction coming up in March. Wow, that's around the corner, yeah, folks. I know. So if you have any um, antique toys, and that includes um, all kinds of uh, uh, items, whether it's old cast iron toys, you know, like arcade or hubbly or anything, or, or tin toys, tin wind-ups, plastic toys, um, trains. Trains is always big. And uh, even certain dolls. Unfortunately, dolls were manufactured so plentifully and... So many people collected up dolls and then just bought them as investment pieces, mm-hmm. only to find out that because they were so mass manufactured, they have very little value today. Well, I see you have on your note here, Cabbage Patch. What can you tell me about? Are those valuable Cabbage Patch dolls? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, so, uh, a woman who had uh, uh, consigned some really nice pieces to us, some oil paintings and everything, the other day called and said, oh, I've got some Cabbage Patch dolls. And... Just like anybody would think, my first reaction was, they're not worth anything. And most people, you know, dump stuff like that at, you know, what am I keep saying, at their garage sales and mm-hmm. everything. They put a dollar, two dollars, three dollars on this stuff. So uh, always taking a nod from my brother, Mike, do your research right. before no you shoot your mouth off. No more missed opportunities. Yeah. So uh, in researching Cabbage Patch dolls, yeah, there's a lot of them that are worth But there's also a bunch of the early Cabbage Patch uh, dolls and everything that are going, you know, as high as, Susan, as as high as $9,000, $10,000. I kid you not. Oh, my gosh. I remember when those came out. That's why, folks, you have to have us, either yourself or us, do the research. You you can't throw away a lottery ticket without checking the numbers. Early Cabbage Patch dolls only. (laughs) Well, it's probably the same with uh, Beanie Babies and everything. There's only a couple rare ones here and there, but, you know, most of them are not. You've got to know which ones have some value. Well, you know what I like, too, about the toy auction coming up? Some of my favorite items are mechanical banks, those cast Mm. iron mechanical Mm -hmm. banks. We had a huge collection of those once. Those sold so well. I would love to see another uh, bank collection if anybody has anything like that. Give us a call at 815-923-7000. And that's it, folks. You have collections out there. You need to sell these or you've inherited a, a home with all kinds of antiques and items. And that does doesn't necessarily have to be antique. Look at Cabbage Patch. Isn't I know, that old? Right? You know, we're talking. Well, it is old you know, if you're thinking 
50 years already. Well, 1980 is is already oh 43 years old. Yeah. yeah. So, a lot so there of vintage you go. stuff is extremely valuable, like vintage electronics and turntables and speakers. Yeah, that's that's because we have an fact. auction coming up with that those items as well this uh, this summer. We've got a whole 1950s uh, pink kitchen set that <laughs> looks like looks like the out of the Barbie uh, uh, movie. What the whole kitchen is pink. It's all pink uh, it appliances like a, and everything. That's the way it was manufactured. Somebody just didn't paint this pink. Wait till you see oh this. Oh my grouping. gosh, I can't wait. Came for out that. of California. You folks. never know what's going to come in Donley Auctions. So be sure you check our website, folks, at donleyauctions.com. Email us at consign at donleyauctions.com. Don't forget, there's plenty of ways to bid at an auction. Uh, I can take your phone bids. We can take absentee bids. You can bid online and you can come to see us in person in Union, Illinois. So thank you. We've got an auction today. We've got an auction today, right? It's not too late. Come on out. The weather's nice. Again, thanks for listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. For now, I'm Susan. And I'm Randy Donnelly. And And we'll we'll see see you at at the auction. auction. Thanks for listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. Check out all the latest information on upcoming auctions and collectibles at DonnellyAuctions.com. And while you're there, you can contact someone about buying or selling your collectibles or estates. That's DonnellyAuctions.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.